0: hey guys and welcome to the family business in Dava podcast we are the voice of african family business promoting generational wealth and generational legacies and my name is susan Tendi. and
1: i am nikya
0: Anani. and we're going to be taking you through the journey of african family business Good afternoon ladies and gentlemen and thank you so much for joining us for this session of African Women and Family Businesses. We are just waiting for our moderator to um, get her camera working so that she can just head up our panel. As you may already know me, I'm Tsitsum Tendi and I'm here with Nike and we are just holding the space for our moderator today. We also have um, our panelists already here. I think Nika, you can introduce our panelists while we wait for Alice. Yes, good afternoon,
1: um, ladies and gentlemen. Today we have um, Damilola Adetunji and we also have Dr. Adeoye Adifulu. Um, Today's discussion will be on daughters and sons in family businesses, exploring the roles, the opportunities, the legalities, and the implications. Um, So perhaps may I ask um, Damilola for you to just briefly introduce yourself whilst we wait for um, Alice to come online. And then um, Dr. Adele as well. Okay, good afternoon
2: everyone. My apologies for that. Alice is back now. We welcome again to our dear panelists of today, uh, Damilora and Dr. Adeoye. Titi, should I take over or you want to finish with the introduction? Um, Our
0: panelists were about to introduce themselves. If um, we can just uh, have them introduce themselves and then you can just take over from there, Alice. Thank you.
2: Great. Thank you.
0: Okay, good
3: afternoon or early evening, everybody. My name is Danielola Adetunji. Um, I'm a partner in a law firm, a uh, second-generation uh, member of the firm. Um, I am in partnership with Adeo Yadifulu, who is also on here as a panelist. And both our dads are uh, partners, founding partners of the law firm Moutuchimiya and Adifulu. Um, everything else is in my bio, I believe. I don't know what more I can say, but uh, I think this is going to be an interesting conversation. I don't think I've ever heard of an event such as this. So, and in light of my history and my my journey in, in, in practice, I think it's definitely, it's a, timely, it's a timely conversation to be having. And I hope that we can impart some information from our journey on on this uh, succession route and uh, be hopefully be a useful rabbit of minds. Thank you.
1: So I guess it's my turn. Um, my name is Adelia Defoulun. Uh, I am a partner at the law firm of GAMI uh, said I've worked, uh, worked closely with dami for few years now 13 14 years I think uh, and uh, basically I've known her all um, all her life um, which um, I guess has an influence on how we evolved as partners and some of the some of the reasons why I think our our kind of partnership is very different and possibly less challenging than others may have seen. So looking forward to talking about our experience working together and um, hopefully there might be lessons that people can learn from this.
2: Great, thank you Adeyo, thank you Dami. Um, and good afternoon again to uh, everyone who joined us to this session today. Uh, maybe just to provide some context before we get into the meat of the conversation, as we all know, actually, um, I think most of us are from the continent or live on the continent. Family businesses uh, control a significant portion of African economy. They've been always the biggest employer of our communities and the backbone of uh, uh, industrial development. However, with the pandemic, um, we as we probably have seen our own families, uh, remittance flow um, investment have actually shined away from the continent. Actually, according to the uh, the World Bank, they are estimating that between 25% and 45% of investment have gone outside of the continent in 2020. So again, then it's it's back to the family businesses, especially the ones that are from the continent to step up and preserve uh, our communities, but also the resilience of, of our economy. So from from, uh, our discussion with uh, uh, Demi Adoye, actually, uh, from a broader perspective, um, I think Ade was going to mention that a little bit briefly. What has been your journey um, in your family business as you took over from, from your parents? What have been the key successes and the key challenges um, and if you can also touch a little bit about, uh, the aspect of, uh, gender parity, uh, I think Ado you just mentioned that the, uh, the fact that you have known Dami for your whole life has also influenced how you relate to her. So if you can just provide your perspective on a high level, I will maybe start with, uh, Ado, and then Dami can come in as well.
1: Okay. Great. Um, so thank you, f- <coughs> excuse me. Thank you for, for that question. Um, l- you know, like I said, in the introduction, I've known Dami, uh, her life and I, I it may be unique to us uh, or unique to our families the question uh, uh, of gender uh, it's, you know it's, we've never really thought about it and mm-hmm. it may be it may also be particular to to the profession and the way the profession is run in Nigeria there's so many uh examples of senior uh leaders senior female leaders in the profession that i don't think it's crossed my mind that uh or, or we thought about it differently that it would be you know that couldn't assume a leadership position because she was female um it's, it's just antithetical to anything that we've learned as as um as um Kids growing up, and certainly uh, in the way we practice as a family. And indeed, I'm the eldest in mine. Uh, Dami is not the eldest in hers; uh, she's second, but she's the one that chose to to study law. least is the first one that chose to study law. And I don't think the sense that I get, and, and Dami can contribute to that story. I don't think that um, I don't think that there was any pressure on her older brother to study law so that he could continue the family name. At least I'm not aware of that. So we are very grateful. I mean, when I see or hear about other instances, clearly I'm grateful that that wasn't an issue for us. And and frankly, my partner is uh, right at the top of our profession, senior Harvard graduates. probably even more competent than I am in many specs. So, you know, the question of, of, of gender doesn't come into play. And I think we've continued along those lines, even with the people that are coming behind us. We have, uh, you know, partners that are, people that have become partners subsequently, and we've got a, mm. a gentleman and, and another lady. and. You know, it was really a function of who was ready, who was right to be partner and not, whether the person was male or female. You know, that, that's kind of how I would respond to that question at this stage.
2: Thank you. Uh, Demi, what's your thought? Do you think um, uh, the fact that this relationship has been easy to talk about from your fathers was because you have known Adoya your whole life as well, or, or maybe I will affirm the certain specific steps, actually, that have been put in place to make sure that even for Adoya as much as he has known you your whole life, uh, it was a smooth transition. Yeah, I
3: can a about smooth transition, but... Uh, <laughs> but no but I mean jokes aside it I think Hannah you know Julia and I had a conversation and about this event and we we were saying that and as he said earlier ours is a very it, maybe not peculiar but it's it's maybe not the norm we we grew up virtually I mean our fathers have been partners for almost 50 years now they've been friends for a little longer um we we grew up together but it was never it wasn't that we were groomed for the position, at least not, not from my side. It was just, you know, we all growing up together. We'd all see each other. Oh, are you doing low? I'm doing low. Okay, fine. Oh, great. You know, whatever. And that really was it. Uh, it was always a question, oh, if you're doing low, are you gonna work at the firm? I was like, well, I don't know, we'll see how it goes. And so there wasn't never really any obvious pressure uh on, on our on our on our father's parts, or mm-hmm. there was no overt pressure, so to speak. On, on the fact that we would, uh, w- they would want us to join the firm. It was a wish, it was a desire that was definitely, uh, you know, passed on, but it wasn't anything, um, they didn't coerce in any way. And I think our, our fathers were quite liberal in a lot of respects. They allowed you to... I mean, I, I, we, we both were abroad, worked abroad. They even helped in some cases, if you did an internship or some, a push in the door, if they could help you, they would help you get a job wherever you needed to. And because um, they figured you needed to, to, to be groomed. They couldn't do all the grooming, they realized. And so it was important for you to make your mis- mistakes and cut your teeth elsewhere. Um, as and from a gender perspective, as you said, my older brother uh, and the only boy in our family um, is an engineer. He did engineering, mm-hmm. It was never, I mean, my parents were like, what do you study what you want to study. And um, there was never a push for him to be a lawyer. Again, like I said, our parents were very liberal, generally liberal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a younger sister who's a lawyer and doesn't work in the firm. She never did, not one day practice in the firm. She ended up doing other things. And even in that, she was you know, encouraged and promoted. And I think uh, what the way my, my my dad sees it, and I think also do is that, is that they don't want they want you to be the best you can be um and coming into the firm it's been it's been an experience it's been been challenging in its own way because i knew my dad and i knew my uncle well we call him uncle but we're almost family now anyway and Mm -hmm. i've known them and uh, you're having situations having meetings and you know if you need to correct them you might need to correct them if you need to challenge them you have you're allowed to do that but still, you also have to find the balance, you mm-hmm. know, where you, you are, you're not, you know, rude, because there's some things that they've been in, they've been in the market for a long time. Some ch- things have changed. Uh, maybe they were doing things a certain way in 1980, something, but they're now doing a different way in 2000 and something. You also have to find a way of, uh, of being smart in the way you, and respectful as well in the way you uh, approach. Approach them and approach the way they are. Uh, you want to caution them or whatever it is that needs to be done. I mean, there are things that uh, the world has changed obviously since when uh, they started the fund. So, so many um, things that we all have to be careful, and be aware about, uh, aware of. But uh, long and short, has there been any gender-related issues that I'm aware of? Like I said, no. Um, has it been easy working together? Um, because now. Another thing you have to realize is that whilst we uh, were raised, uh, we're from two different families, and we were close, but Durya and I, before 2005, had never worked together. In 2004, I think I believe, 2003, I I started making plans, okay, I think I'm going to join the firm now. I think I'm going to join the firm and we had the conversation and he was still abroad and he thought, okay, well, he may come that year or the year after, he's not sure yet, he's still trying to do so many things, but it was all at the back of our minds. And we, we I know, but I asked my dad, I said, okay, in, in year 2005, you know, I think I'll be ready to come. And um, and he says, well, fine, if you want to, if there's a if there's a position available, then you can come in. And um, so it was almost, so it was a, you had to still, it wasn't a given. That you will come in and make partner. We came in as I like associate. the fact that he said that there is that a position you can come. Yeah, in so, yeah. Obviously, that was very tongue-in-cheek because, <laughs> but but that was but really that really was their, their perspective. Like, you know, we came in as senior associates. There were other people there when we were there, and you know, some people got promoted whilst we were there to mm-hmm. you know higher, you know, higher levels. And the what they wanted to 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 the message they were getting putting across was. The fact that we are the children doesn't necessarily mean that those who have been there for a while do, you know, lose their track or lose their position, you know, uh, the the route to management, you know, which is something that they they felt strongly about and we also felt strongly about. Um, but uh, I don't know if we're going to challenges now or I'm just
2: because I, I talk a lot no no it's a, that was actually good to provide uh, perspective especially i think as we go through the uh, the additional question uh, one of the thing you mentioned was actually what had made it a successful in longevity in of the farm because most of uh, most of the african uh, or actually generally in the world family owned business they rarely survive um, uh, the, f- mm-hmm. the founders generation. And I think some of the thing you just mentioned now, making sure that you, know, you deserve to be there, you have the uh, the aptitude and the ability to to conduct the family business with probably some uh, important uh, matters. Um, actually, uh, just maybe for our participants, please, um, if you have any question, um, please drop it into the uh, comments box. And then uh, in the end, we'll take it and ask it to, to our panelists. Um, Coming to the uh, initial point um, where you both seem to be aligned, that you know your relationship and how you have uh, um, approached the gender basis, the gender parity in running the family business has not been an issue. Is a peculiar situation. That's really the case, especially closer here to home. Uh, so, what do you what do you think that most of the studies actually show that um, families have? shy away of transferring wealth or um, or leadership of family businesses to, to female or to their daughters
3: Is that me? or uh, i can take that let me take that okay. um, I, I don't know if uh, people shy away or if it's just the way maybe it's a it's a perspective thing i think you, you, if you're an in from a, a, a background or family where you know the male is revered, which mm-hmm. as it is, it happens a lot in it's our custom, I guess. Um, it's a customary thing in Nigeria and I guess a lot of African countries are as well where they feel there's so much um, um, kudos given to the male child and mm-hmm. a lot of expectation of the male child. but thankfully, I have seen as you know as we evolve as as a people i have seen places where the female child is now is being um appreciated i guess is what they say for her strengths um mm-hmm. even in my in my in my uh, culture they say when you have uh, when you have a son uh a son will not take care of you it's your daughter mm-hmm. The daughter remembers your parents. Take care of in your old age as a parent, not the sons. And so I think maybe I know there are some 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 um, other cultures even within Nigeria who don't think that way. They think the male is you know the male child is the be all and end all. Um, how do you raise your daughters? It's another. It's, it's I guess that also segues into that. And do you raise them to be wallflowers? You raise them mm-hmm. to in you know as Cheryl Sandberg says, "Do you get her to find have her own footing?" Um, in my, I mean, I can only speak from my perspective now. I thank God for you know my parents because I mean, my mom's my mom's a, is a doctor. She's very outspoken. She comes from a family of very outspoken women, and mm-hmm. we've always been encouraged. And my parents, we sat at the table at all times. We'd have family discussions, family arguments. You know, it would get heated sometimes. We have to make sure you. <clears throat> and my mother would say, "Don't talk to your dad like that." You know, you say, "Oh, daddy, don't." You know, daddy, oh, come on, don't say that. Yeah. So you had those. Mommy was always the trying to, you know, the arbiter there. But it, it was, it was a, it was a, it was a great upbringing, I think, for female because we had three girls and a boy. So there was never, I never once did I feel my brother was quote unquote better or mm-hmm. loved. Or valued more than I was or my sisters were, you know. So I think it also it goes down to how you raise your children. You know, there's the you know strong women. May we be them? May we raise them? And I don't know what the third one was, but um, it's, it's very true. Yeah, yeah I'll stop there. But I think it's very true. We we keep that at the backs of
2: our minds. Thanks so adoe um putting on your uh, your lawyer heart, but also a, being a partner in a family owned business and i think this uh, i think as someone was mentioning in, in the comment section uh, this is not a peculiar situation in in only in africa uh, in asia in europe and actually in actually some of the farmers. Uh, can, uh, uh, do you mind going on mute um, Dami um, I was great, uh, in some of the uh, even the uh, most historical family owned business that we know like for example for the Rothschild family that is a famous uh, for its longevity if you look at how the family has been evolving over time it seems like always the sons take over the businesses even if they are not the first born so what's your thought around that is it because sometimes even within the legal structure the legal firm work of the firm, of the family business, there's no steps to even push the gender biases for that to happen. What's your thought around that?
1: Um, Historically, there's always been sort of uh, a preference for the, the male child. And it's all around carrying the family name. I think that's very mm-hmm. important. Yeah. I mean, if you look at sort of medieval history and you look at the transference, and I, I, it actually still does happen now. Uh, when we are moving the title down from, you know, the Duke of whatever, uh, it goes to the son. To the
2: to son, correct. Yeah. It yeah. I think that's the case in the uh, in UK actually. Um, the even Prince William can only give his titles to his son, yeah. not his daughters. It,
1: it goes to the son, and you know, so that's history up until sort of the 20th century. And we see that uh, in the UK, for example, the laws are beginning to change. So if um, you know Prince William's first child had been uh, uh, a female now, uh, under the, the the amendments they've made to the law, it would the title uh, would have passed down to to her. So it is. It takes time for that evolution. So it happened in the Europe. It happened in Europe. Clearly, it's there is some element of it that is still happening uh, within Africa, uh, but we've seen firms move away from this, and ultimately, it's not. I think it is about what do you want for that business, and the more you mm-hmm. think about it, and what we will see over time, uh, and we are seeing it in some businesses, is that if you want the business to outlive the successor, it's not just about uh, it's about the most competent person that is able to deliver the talent, deliver uh, deliver that success, the continued success of the business, and that competent person may be. The son, it may be the daughter, or it may yeah. be a total outsider. And so the, the the question is, what do you want for posterity, and how do you want this business? Um, how long do you want the business? And it's fine if you want the business to stay within your family, and not grow, uh, irrespective of you know um, you know if you if you think that well, yeah, my kids are not at the level to take the business to another level, but I am prepared to keep it within my family. Some people think that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, But but a lot of people are beginning to move beyond that orientation and saying, uh, we want this business to succeed. And so if that is the case, uh, you know, if the female child is the most uh, likely to make the business succeed, then, you know, it really should go to that person, and if it is a stranger that is more likely to make the business succeed, then as much as possible, uh, transfer that that right to, to to that stranger. So that that's kind of how I think
2: about it. Yeah, I, I think uh, on your point of what do we want prospe- uh, for the prosperity? Who's best suited for? Um, uh, Who's is suited to to take the uh, the company forward, make it grow? Um, Demi Lola, oh, in, in my current job, for example, um, I work at Africa Finance Corporation, and uh, I'm in charge of country ration and um, resource mobilization about 28 countries. And 90% most of the time in meetings I've been to across the continent, it's usually uh, 1% of the time a woman was the, at the head of the table. So from your own personal experience and personal journey uh, because there's one way uh, to know someone can be successful as running a business it's also because we have seen them in senior position leadership position uh, but women may tend to we want more degrees uh, we want more experience before we can take on the job rather the man is more about potential and opportunities and you grow through uh, you go through the, the roles um, or from your own experience how how did you navigate that um, and, and and also make sure that the uh, the culture and the, cast, uh, the customs around our communities don't apply as, as as barriers how can other daughters learn from your own personal journey to get into this position
3: well I think um... It's it's important, as, you know, as I said earlier, that uh, how you were. I want to use the word raised, if that is permissible in in this uh, situation. But it's how you were raised, and it's important that we. The only way, as Julia said, it's it's all things change doesn't happen overnight. It must mm-hmm. be a constant, consistent effort to ensure that this change change happens, and the only way we can do this is to. Ensure that we also continue this the, the the change building up the girl child not to sound like a but it's so important because the you know they say uh, the it's the corporate world is skewed it's not skewed in favor of the woman that's just that that that's the truth um, there are all these memes you see that say oh you know they want we they want the women to uh, succeed in the, in the corporate world, and then we're still raising a family, we're raising, we're having children, raising a family, holding a keeping a home, all of those other aspects that are tough. And there, there, was, a, there was a question someone posed a, a while ago, of can women really have it all? And I think it's a popular statement. Good, yeah. and it, it is tough. I will tell you, it is tough. Be, and then again, because there's an expectation, you know, in in our in, in I'm speaking now from my perspective as a Nigerian. There's a perspect, an expectation in Nigeria that oh, you know, you work so hard because you're single. Then you get married. Oh, once you get married, you gonna have to stop working because you have to, you know, do the husband thing. Then okay, you persevere. Then you do the child thing. And then they're like, oh well, you know, if you, you ha- you're a mother now, so you can't work. And I think a lot of people fall on the wayside because of this expectation where it's, it's okay for you to stop working because you have, you know, because you're, you're a woman, you know, so to speak. And um, it's important for us to ensure that we raise our children, our girl child, to, be, to understand that she can have it all. Mm-hmm. It's important that in the workplace, we ensure that there's enough support for a woman to be able to thrive in that, um, in that environment. There are a lot of uh, gender, in fact, I learned a new term yesterday, gender lens, uh, when the, uh, there was a lady from, I think, Arua Investment, the, the speaker, the, the first speaker of the session yesterday. And whilst it's, you know, people say, oh, you know, women, uh, you know, we're doing the the woman thing, and you know, where are the men? The men are being are now being marginalised. But you find that, and I say to people all the time that it takes it's going to take decades for us to try to even come halfway, not even catch up, come halfway. Halfway, yeah, yeah. Because for every me who is a partner in a law firm, granted a family firm, but still, I had to cut my teeth. I had to prove to myself before even t- come into this position. Even for me, there have been challenges in my, in my life to get me to stay the path. And it's also important that we have mentors. It's been mm-hmm. good to have good mentors that support me, male and female, who have supported me in my journey as a career, you know, having a career, being a mother, being a wife, who have kept me on that path. And even for me, for me, I try to also look to younger women and I try to encourage them like, oh, you know, I'm getting married now. I don't know if I'll continue working. And I say, why? Because mm. you know what? even the way the world is now, where the, <laughs> the, the economy is, a two income family is always welcome. So why would you at the first hurdle say you're, you're gonna stop working? You know, it's so I guess for me, the, the, the rhetoric has to be that, you know, we must empower the, the girl child, empower women, support women however we can. Uh, and one thing and then also the, the pandemic for me has also been an eye opener. I don't know if, we're, if I'm skipping to anything, but I just thought I should mention that is I have seen people thrive in this in this situation where a lot of people are working from home. Mm-hmm. Um, you find, you know, mothers. You can be a mother. You can be a wife. You can also still be uh, a a boss lady, you know, in your establishment because you're not running to do school runs. You're not. Run, nobody's. You know, everybody is working from home, and you're able to juggle because we juggle. That's what we do as 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 a woman in a corporate world. You have to learn to juggle, and we have been able to effectively juggle uh, through the pandemic. And um, I think i have gone off topic again, but I'm, I'll
2: stop. No, no, I will pick your brain on that, actually, because it's related to one of the points you raised. Uh, I wanted to ask you more. But you, you, you mentioned something that is that is very important in how we raise our daughters or how we raise our girls. But also the other spectrum is how how do we raise our boys? How do we raise our sons to so make sure, actually, they support our girls as well? Um, and and I, I want to hear yours. Are you a mother? Should I assume that you're a mother? yes i am, I am. And, and and i hope you have both girls and boys and it would be good to have your perspective around that and also course, i have, two girls. have i have two girls
3: so i can only tell you from the perspective of raising a strong girl child but diljit hopefully <clears throat> can speak to how he's raising his son as um a future as a he husband. for
0: she <laughs>
3: <laughs> a he for <forgets> exactly yes <laughs> But um, yeah, I mean, we you know the people say raise the girl child. There's also yeah, there's also the the, the call to raise uh, the the boy child to make them more of a rounded personality as opposed to you know the alpha male role, which a lot of men, a lot of uh, males, let me put it, don't do not particularly fall into the role. So that stereotype really needs to be taken down as well. In so you know just. Just to say, for part of our
2: evolution. Doye, let me not take you. what's your thought around that? How do you, as a son, um, uh, as a brother, hopefully, and uh, as a father as well, what's what's your role in this whole big agenda? It, 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 it's a teamwork, it's not the one, it's not a Women's job for you to be successful, the man has to play uh, their role as well. So, I, I think uh, in, in the initial conversation, you mentioned that how you, the gender parity never crossed your mind, or even thinking that Dami will never be um, uh, up to the job and you know, to a certain level, she may even be better than you. Uh, so, how do you see your role your role in paving the way for women to also come in those positions, and how are you raising your son uh, to make sure that she? she he is groomed into that kind of
1: man. Alice, thanks for emphasizing the fact that uh, Dam is better than me. Thank you very much. I, I noted that. <laughs>
2: I'm only okay. your words. <laughs> that, that,
1: that's fine. There are so many other words I said, but hey, uh, look, I, so um, I have a son. I don't, um, you know, I have only, you know, a son and, you know, we're very happy. Um, and you know, I'm married to a really strong uh, woman. Um, she's working, she's a lawyer like myself. Uh, she's a general counsel in, a, in, a, in an insurance and multinational insurance firm in Nigeria. And, you know, the example of her leadership and frankly, the way in which we interact in our home uh, between ourselves is hopefully we are setting that it's not just about what we say you really it's about what we do and how we practice um, you know I can't say that in our house we you know kind of split rules 50 50 but uh, my son sees me doing what uh, people would call traditional um, uh, female roles I you know um, between my son and I if my son if uh, if you were to ask my son who the who the better cook was in the house. You know, he'll tell you that, he thinks that it's me. But we don't consider those rules to be what everybody else outside considers to be, you know, sort of traditional male men do this and women do that. And, you know, we're hoping that by setting those examples, um, you know, for for our son, you know, we expect him to treat, uh, you know, who he interacts with, his cousins, his friends, uh, hopefully his spouse in the future, you know, uh, in, in in a like manner with the kind, with the level of equality that we have demonstrated in our lives. So that's certainly, um, that's certainly our view. And, and frankly, when we look at all the role models that are around us, you know, um, Antidami is a lawyer. Uh, and this works in you uh, know uh, works in a major multinational organization. His mother is you know, general counsel here. We there is no suggestion within our community that the female is less than uh, the male, and you know we will continue to reemphasize this and hopefully, well. With all fingers crossed, uh, you know, you will exhibit the symptoms of the uh, you know, so on that understands and appreciates that, and that's what we expect really from, um, you know, from sons and uh, 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 and males to be advocates for uh, their female, uh, their sisters for their Aunties for their mothers, indeed, in many respects, uh, to stand up for them and to uh, speak against what in many societies are still those those roles, those roles that have been still being perpetuated. Because clearly, uh, in many many respects, there is no difference. Certainly, in business, in the business world, I don't see the difference between. Uh, you know uh a male and a female and the ability to deliver uh, the success that uh, you know our business and certainly other businesses um,
2: require yeah I, I think that that that's valid It's uh, uh, if we if, if we raise our our sons and our boys and and our brothers and fathers and uncles steps in and be the one advocating for change uh, that's probably where the additional value uh, will come through to to really change the narrative. Because women, we can speak as as much as you as we want, but if we don't have your your support on the other side of the table, uh, then change will only take a um, and another generation to happen, if not more. Um, I wanted to ask you both, uh, Demi and Doya from from a legal perspective, what are uh, the legal impediment. That exists currently uh, that limit that limits daughters uh, in family firms from inheriting. I think uh, I think uh, someone was mentioned that recently um, there was um, um, a, a Supreme Court guidance that came out through that. Um, so from from your experience. Uh, if we use, for example, Nigerian as a case, or even the other countries in the region, what are the legal impediments that still exist in our you know uh, in our legal framework that um, impedes daughter to inherit?
3: I don't. think We have, um, and I mean, anybody can correct me. I don't do wills um, and trusts, but um, I don't think Nigeria has such a. Nigeria, I must say, is a patriarchal society for one. So everything is usually down the male line. Customary law-wise, I know in some customs, women cannot inherit, uh, mm-hmm. it's really the man. But under the, the, the Nigerian I guess the constitution the, and the legal framework that govern our society, there's that does not exist. Um, and regarding in a, in, a, in a law firm situation, I mean, that is almost—I don't even understand what—if that doesn't even hold water at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, issue of succession, issue of inheritance. Um, what I would like to say is that um, succession planning. I think that was the—that was the, the topic of this thing. Um, I would take it from that perspective, as opposed to the inheritance perspective, because I don't know how you actually inherit, <laughs> inherit something unless you inherit your shares in the business, etc. Ours is set up as a partnership, mm-hmm. and once uh, once uh, once you a partner dies, then the partnership ends, and then you can reconstitute as another partnership, etc. But that's generally the the grand norm of things, and. Um, this, where did I go with this? Succeed, a female succeeding a man. I don't see what can stop you. Especially in the business world, in corporate world. Ideally, mm-hmm. in an ideal world, I shouldn't say that actually. In an ideal world, it should really be down to the merits. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as a friend of mine was told a long time ago, merits only counts for 50% of, or 40% of the work. The rest is how you the politics and how you navigate your way through the corporate world. So I think also that as women, we need to not buy into, I don't want to use my usual uh, wrong word, Um, I don't think we should buy into this stereotype of the helpless woman. I I find that um, I don't think I do not believe in it. I believe you go into a meeting, you sit at the table, and you you hold your own. Mm -hmm. Uh, That I think it's 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 imperative that we forget that whole thing of oh, don't speak because a man has spoken, or don't say this because someone or challenge this person. You know, I don't see I don't think we should see gender. The same way I don't think we should see color. We should not see gender. Especially mm. in, a, in a corporate setting. I don't know about anywhere else, but in a corporate setting, gender has no place. It's something I tell some of my colleagues sometimes, you know, maybe if, you just, if you've just joined my team, etc. I tell you straight off the bat that, you know, don't, you should never see gender. Always just see the person and what the person, and see, basically see the brains of the person, if what, if what the person is saying makes any sense. Mm. And don't play to that, I also tell people, I, that's my personal choice. It does not have to be your choice. You know, I don't do the play to the whole, you know, sexy woman uh, approach, or, you know, just do the whole female thing because I don't think that will get you very far. I think it's important.
2: Before Adoia comes in, uh, something I wanted to ask you a little bit more. You mentioned that because of the structure with the firm, uh, which is based on a partnership model, then that, certain challenges that normally should come with succession planning so what are the from your experience what have you seen as mistakes um, family business do when it comes to um, uh, successional estate planning i think people don't prepare
3: for it mm. that's the truth people don't prefer to prepare for it um one thing I, I would for for nigeria i think we are the we and one of a handful of other firms are one of the oldest firms, you know, firms above 40 years in the country. And you'll find that people of that generation didn't really do a lot of planning for the next generation. So um, and it, and you'd find that a lot of them were also sole part sole proprietorships. So it was just the one man, so it's usually maybe Damilola Additionji and Co. So once mm-hmm. Damula does pass, then it dies with me, if you know what I mean. So if you if you intend for your firm to m- go on, uh, succeed, it should be, or uh, succeed you, then there are d- several things that one needs to put in place to ensure that that happens. For one is to have everything documented. You have, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, now you should have a written partnership agreement or have some kind of agreement which, d- which talks about the, the relationship, the partnership, creates the partnership, create the partnership um, which also talks about succession. Because if you, any business that needs to move from beyond the founding, beyond the promoters or the founders, needs to have a plan for succession. So that when things, and it's all best when it's written down and agreed and negotiated, et cetera, so that when the situation does occur, you are not, you know struggling to find out how we're going to deal with this problem if we have a good succession plan in place then it should work for you spoken as a true lawyer of
2: course yeah i can hear that uh, thank you i do any further uh, thoughts on the matter on your side how do we ensure you know how do we ensure that the family business avoids uh, mistakes that comes with uh, succession and instead planning
1: yeah I mean, before I come to that particular um, question, I'd like to uh, sort of touch on two issues that Dami talked about and, you know, maybe re-emphasize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you, you asked the question about inheritance, and, you know, it is true that there are some traditions within Nigeria that have, uh, well, maintained a culture of you know, only the uh, male can inherit uh, That's been dealt with decisively now by the Supreme Court. It's against our constitution. Supreme Court has spoken about it and said, no, that's not the case. Uh, Typically that kind of inheritance, they're really talking about, you know, sort of family property, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's kind of, it's really linked to, um, I wouldn't say it's a colonial thing, but it's very similar to the medieval culture where it's the first son that inherits the castle and then passes on to his own first son, or if he doesn't have a child, then he passes on to, to a cousin, you know, who's remotely related. But Supreme Court is clear. It's not, you know, um, females can inherit from their fathers, and okay. there's no issue about that. The second is, you know, it's around the area of support, and whilst I, I you know, I think, you know, from our uh, firm and the way we were raised, there were no issues around the female, etc. In some settings, you will find that perhaps it's not your partner, perhaps it's the female associate that you're working with. Uh, you will find that you know she's being treated as less than uh, just because she's female. So they come into, you come to a room, and you know we're all here for a meeting, and the person that is automatically sent to. The serve the coffee is the female in, in the room you know that's not uh, that's not right you know and you should in many ways and I know that David does and I do as well push back against that kind of culture and make sure that you don't subject your your people to to that and I'm not doing that because they are female I'm doing it because they are my people you know I, I am supporting my people and making sure that stand against such sexist uh, kind of behavior. Um, as to, in, you know, as to what kind of legal type documents, you know, I agree with I mean, the first place you should be thinking is a, is a mindset. So how do we prepare? Because it's going to happen, right? Uh, at some point, you're going to have to, well, you will pass away. We all will pass away. Or for some reason, you might be incapacitated. So you need to think about how do I want this to happen in a, in a partnership? You know, obviously, your legal documentation which you should put in place, and that says this. And we all talk about legal documentation that we should put in place. Our firm is fifty years old, and we don't have a partnership agreement. So that's that's you know we are we are talking the talk, but not to, maybe not walk the walk. So um, so so that's really important. But I think. Again, our case is very peculiar because we trust each other and we understand what the ramifications of partnership are and, you know, where the boundaries are. Um, so with respect to partnership, we need to, to put that in place. But succession in a limited liability company is who, you know, really is who's going to run your business when when you pass away. It's also who's going to own your business when you pass away. So get a will, put your all together, get your trust document, put, put that together. You probably can't, in many cases, I don't think you'll be able to, to pass on the, the position of managing director of the firm to somebody. But well, you, can, you can guarantee through how uh, the, the ownership of the company is structured, how the board membership of the company is structured, who uh, has the right to choose the managing director. I'm hoping that they'll honor, uh, they honor that. Know what you desire, but ultimately, if you put a good board together, I think it's important to respect what that board does. Yes, um, and that board be, yeah, okay. That's
2: true, yeah, they should be
1: influential in, in your decision making. So that's
2: so my, my last departing point as we wrap up this, this was a very interesting session for me. Thank you so much to both of you. Uh, maybe one, one minor one, which could be a quick one, yes or um, you know, We have heard consistently that uh, firms with a higher diversity with uh, more women in the senior position out, outperform the, their peers. Would you say that this is the same thing for a family owned business? Adelia, uh, do, do you want to take it first?
1: Um So I'm going to situate it within our business, and I can certainly say that I'm better off uh, with the advice and the counsel and the wisdom that I get from Dami. Uh, I don't know whether that's because she's female and she has a perspective that is different, but it's just, you know, there are certain things that she's better off uh, than I am and and I dare say that there are a number of things that I'm better off than she is. So uh, we balance each other, but you know, I don't know if that comes because of um, agenda or it comes because of the different exposures and different backgrounds uh, that we, you know, we we've, 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 uh, we've found ourselves in. But I certainly see the I see the um, uh, the benefits. Uh, yes yeah
2: yeah that's right dami um i know you mentioned that typically what you advise your team is you know see the person as a person you know be uh they say colorblind like i say gender blind uh, but um do you think there's a certain value in having a more diverse team both uh, from it can be uh, from race it can be from um from female versus men as well and increasing the bottom line of the of the company or the firm I don't think
3: the uh, diversity would, I mean, I have no, no um, data to support this or whatever. It would actually affect the bottom line, but I know that uh, diversity helps human relationships. So if human relationships are, ben- you know, get a benefit from it, then definitely it will trickle down, I guess, indirectly to the bottom line. So, okay. uh for for our benefit as human beings it's important that we embrace diversity in every shape manner and form it only makes us better individuals and so in a roundabout way i agree with you
2: great thank you so so much uh, for joining us uh, for joining me for this station and thank you for everyone who turned in today as well um uh, i hope we have another opportunity to take uh, more in detail this kind of discussion i think it's demi who mentioned it earlier that this is timely, it's something that we need to discuss more uh, to be able to advance the agenda. Thank you so much, have a great afternoon and thank you for uh, the team that put together the, the events for us. Have a great day.
1: Thanks for having us. Thank you.